It's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 476 for February 24th, 2017. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guests are well-known Android enthusiast, Megan Maroney, and Apple fanboy, Jason Howell from the Twit Network. How are you guys doing? I, I'm doing good, but I think your uh, your note cards got mixed up. I am no, not an Android enthusiast. No, that's true. We had talked about this. We're going to trade jobs going forward in perpetuity. No big deal. This is the way it's going to go, right? (laughs) Well, I asked uh, Megan and Jason to get on because they did an experiment that I think a lot of people have thought about doing but never had the nerve to do themselves. And that's that they switched devices. Uh, Megan, you went over to Android and Jason went to uh, the iPhone for how long did you guys do this? One month. Yeah, a whole month. A whole long month. (laughs) So you guys definitely (laughs) suffered it out, huh? Now, whose idea was it to do something crazy like this? I, I think mean, it was. No, I, I th- well, we got. I think we got some suggestions from viewers. I can't remember whose idea it was. Do you remember, Jason? No, I mean specifically, I'm. I'm not sure. It just kind of in one of you know uh, one of our many conversations as we do the show, we just it, we just started talking about it and it became a topic. And then eventually, we mentioned it on the show. And of course, once you do that, you're basically sealing your fate uh, because then everybody's on the hook uh, for your your great idea. And uh, it took us a while to actually kind of put it in motion. Like I think we probably thought of doing it about six months before we actually ended up doing it. But that was just because you know. Um, Everything was getting so crazy and, and around the holidays and all that kind of stuff. So we decided, all right, new year, we'll do the switch. We'll switch platforms for a month and see what we think about the other side. See, I just assumed that Leo made you guys do this. No. Mm-mm, no, <laughs> this was our idea. And we were wait, We were actually waiting for him to give us some of his extra phones. Uh, oh. But that, that, that's why it took so long, because we didn't want to you know, separate ourselves from our own, my iPhone seven and Jason's pixel. He didn't, we didn't want to separate ourselves, but it became clear that that wasn't going to happen. And so, yes, we, we had to give up our own main phone, which I think was good. Cause I think we probably would have cheated a little had we had. Oh, so you, you actually gave yeah. up your own personal devices to the other person. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. I had Megan's phone for a full month and I had to fear every day that I wouldn't drop it <laughs> and destroy it because it was actually her phone. So oh, thankfully that didn't happen. That is terrifying. <laughs> okay. So the Google Pixel went over to uh, Megan. So you got the full on real Android experience, not some slimy other vendors junk on top. Exactly. The pure experience, I'm told it's called. The pure <laughs> Android. <laughs> Pure as the Arctic snow. I love it. I love it. Well, I've I've kind of thought of a couple of ways to attack this. And the first thing I want to know is, uh, Jason, Android has more flexibility in the OS itself, right? You can do pretty much anything you want. When you were working on iOS, did you feel constrained like you were straightjacketed? I mean... Yes and no. I mean, what I realized in in working with with iOS for a month is that, you know, and I I think I kind of mentioned this on some of the shows that we did with Twit is just that, you know, they do the same things. They just do it a little bit differently. But I mean, one of the biggest differentiators between the two, like you said, is that Apple likes a more tighter kind of experience, um, kind of tighten down the security of the device. You know, they make they make these decisions for the user 
in the effort of making it friendlier to use, easier to use, not as much complexity, that sort of stuff. Uh, on Android, of course, they leave it wide open. But what do you get with that? You get you know potential insecurity. You get you know complexity to the point of man, I, I just want it to do this one thing instead of having to you know think about how I lay out my home screen, for example. Um, I'm so used to that on the Android side. Going over to iOS, I mean, it took me a little bit of time to get used to the platform itself. But when it came down to kind of customization on the back end, I wouldn't necessarily say that, like, in my experience with iOS, it was, it, 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 it you know, failed to live up to some, some thing in my head that I was expecting out in that regard. But after a while, I started to miss it. I started to kind of miss the ability to kind of get in there and tweak things on Android because that's all I've ever had, you know, that's what, <laughs> that's what I've used for like eight years. So there are certain functions that, that I enjoy. Yeah. What's a specific example of something you would have messed with if you could have? Um, I mean, home screen is definitely one of the biggies, I think. And I think anyone that moves between platforms will, will probably agree that iOS and Android prefer to, to attack the home screen uh, way differently. You know, iOS kind of forces you into this grid. It's a horizontal scroll. Um, everything kind of lands, you know, at lands as it lands. And I mean, you can kind of organize it into folders and everything. And, and you know, maybe that's good enough. Um, on Android, you have a, a way more flexibility. On top of the fact that, you know, you have way more launchers to choose from. So all the launchers actually do things in different ways. But I can really on my home screen on Android and, uh, you know, it's like two or three screens that I use primarily set them up as utility screens so that the things that I really need right now, like a play, like a play widget for my music player are just kind of there instead of having to like jump into the music app and then, you know, find the play play button. And, so it's, and it's hit more it than there. just the apps. It's actually widgets and other things. For sure. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Like iOS has, you know, has widgets. They're siphoned off onto the side. I think it was like the left, the left screen. If you swipe, if you swipe over to the left, there's a kind of an area for widgets. And that's, and, and that's great. It's great to have access to that. Um, but I it's think just, it's worse you know, than that. I think it's down and then left. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you got, you know, you're, you're following Apple's kind of uh, vision for, for where, where they put it. And if you're, if you're like in the iOS ecosystem and that's what you're used to um i don't know you guys tell me i i I feel like you probably don't question it as much that's just where they are and that's what you do with android there's this like overrunning ethos which is well if i don't like where they are and what they do i'm going to find some way to make it do what i want it to do and i enjoy having that flexibility well i guess that would that would bring up one of the questions i had for megan i've heard that uh, and I don't understand exactly how this works because I would never touch an Android phone, but uh, it's only an ever so slight Macintosh bias. But I, <laughs> um, my understanding is that that the way you use password managers is much more seamless on uh, on Android that you can swipe down from the top and autofill from anywhere. Did you, Did you play around with that at all? Yes, that was one of my favorite parts of being on Android for a month, that just the ease at which I use LastPass and you can just, it's there, your password is there, as opposed to all the different ways you have to do it with iOS. Like sometimes you have to cut and paste, sometimes you have to use the share sheet, uh, sometimes it never shows up at all, um, but with it always just seemed to be there. Like as we say in the uh, Apple world, it just worked. And- <laughs> so it's consistent. 
And maybe it's a little more insecure. Maybe, uh, you know, Apple does that on purpose so that uh, if someone got my phone, they couldn't automatically log into LastPass so easily. But I definitely got used to that. And that was hard to go back and, and realize that uh, that iOS doesn't let apps overlay on other apps. That's why it doesn't work that way. And so, so that was frustrating. I liked the convenience over what Apple claims to be more privacy. Yeah, that's interesting. What did you think of going using a password manager, Jason? Um, on iOS, yeah, my my password manager is LastPass, and it's definitely one of the the features that I love about LastPass on Android is how it just kind of appears when you need it um, instead of having to go searching for it. So on iOS, I mean, it was a it was a little bit of a change, and I think initially. It was probably high on my list of, oh, I can't believe I have to do this. On Android, you don't have to do this. But, you know, like I said, we're very adaptable. After about three three or so weeks, I understood that what I need to do is I need to jump to the home screen, tap the last pass, put my fingerprint on, tap the copy button, jump right back and paste it in. And what, yeah, that, that's more complicated than having a window appear, tapping it, letting it autofill and just going um it's not the end of the world though how many times do we log into things you know what i mean i I log into things all the time because i'm constantly using new phones so i have to set up these phones with my accounts constantly so on android that feature is particularly useful for me i'm using it all the time but you know and i if if i was sticking with one platform yeah you do it every once in a while it's not the end of the world Yeah, you know, it's funny when you're observing somebody using something, it always looks worse than it really feels. I remember watching Katie Floyd using 1Password many years ago, and I was like, oh, God, I would never use that. Because look, she's like swipe and copy and swipe and paste. and It looked really hard. And now Mm -hmm. I sit there going, it is, it's like 11 steps. But I guess I'm used to it because it doesn't bother me. And I'm really happy I'm not having to type a password. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, what is the convenience that that we gain from using a password manager? And then, you know, compare, compare the (laughs) what we have to do to do that now versus having to remember all those passwords, or living a life of insecure passwords, because we copy the same password to all services, because it's the pain in the butt. So I'd rather take that than nothing, you know? Yeah, there was a a problem with um, one of the cloud services, Cloudflare, that came out today. And and it looks like there's a possibility some Patreon uh, passwords could have been exposed. And my husband and I are like, yeah, change it. Not like yeah. it's memorized. Not like I even know what it is. That's no big yeah, deal. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. So, Megan, uh, did you buy any Android apps? Uh, I did buy a few Android apps. Uh, I also, as part of the Switch, got uh, Jason's Daydream uh, View, the oh. VR headset, which is... Uh, very cool. And I really enjoyed that. And so I bought a couple apps there. Like I bought a very cool uh, space app. So it was sort of like being in a, um, a planetarium, but you were like in space. Uh, Star chart around. VR. Right? Yes. Yep. yep. Star chart VR. Um, and uh, I love that. Like, so you learned about the planets. You could, you know, press a button and travel to the planet much, much quicker than you could in actual life. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have to wear any kind of space helmet to mess up my hair or anything. Uh, so, yeah, I did. I did. What else did I buy? I, I feel like I bought a few other little things. Um, and, you know, there is that moment where you think, oh, I have this on iOS. Like, why do I have to pay for it again? But I just had to remind myself that, like, you know, that 
the, you're paying a developer because they have to make a new app and develop a new app. And so uh, it, you know, I got, I got over that quickly. Um, so anyone who's thinking of switching and that's their, the thing that's keeping them from going one way or the other, we're like, oh, I've already paid for all my apps. Like, you know, I, I sort of just got the idea that I got in my head that, you know, the developers needed to develop something new. So it was worth paying for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny when we think about going to pay for, you know, I'd have to buy all my apps. Well, you know, I've got 400. I use about eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in reality, so it really wouldn't be all that bad. So, did you venture outside of the Google Play Store, though? No, I Chicken. did not. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'd have gone and looked for all kinds of spyware and stuff. Yeah, that's the right thing to do, right? Like we we hear so many things, so, so many news items constantly about Android is insecure. This, that, blah, blah, blah. When you really read through them, the things that are required for someone to end up with a lot, of, with most of the insecurities that you ever hear from, uh, you know, there's a big asterisk attached, which is essentially getting your apps from uh, third-party markets that are unauthorized. And you know, there there are ways for things to happen through official channel, but it it just rarely happens. Google's Google's protections through the Play Store are are honed. They've got really good systems to catch things uh, before they do any real damage. So yeah, people probably look at the past. And and I think Google really has stepped up, right? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. They put a lot, you know, they, because this is this is a constant criticism of Android is that well, it's it's open, it's insecure. We I hear these stories all the time, and really, when it boils down to it, I mean, you know, we <laughs> particularly in this group, and probably many of the people that you know listen to your show and our show, we're all technology enthusiasts. So hopefully. With that comes a little bit of like, uh, you know, education, some common sense that we've gathered over the years on what's probably the right way to get an app (laughs) and what's probably not the right way. And if you go the not the right way route, you're really jumping, you know, diving into water that you don't you don't understand. You don't know if that's an authorized uh, install package. And if it's not, it could it could make your phone, um, you know, susceptible for for insecurities and and worse. But don't do that. We don't oh, yeah. do that. A, a perfect example of that is is this week uh, some ransomware came out for the Mac. In order to get it, you have to go to a BitTorrent site that specializes in downloads illegal downloads of commercial apps like Office and Adobe apps. Right. Right. And then when you download it, it's going to tell you that this is not from a signed developer, which might be a little hint that this isn't the real thing. And mm-hmm. then it's going to encrypt your stuff. So you have to you have to bend over backwards to to screw up. But, you know, there's always the allure of free. And, you know, you know, that sometimes that's enough for people to be like, yeah, well, I'm willing to take the chance. And the problem is many times you don't even know that it's that it's there on your device when it is after you do something like that. You get the payoff yeah. of the free thing. You also get the payoff of whatever hack, you know, has just been implemented on your device. And you might not find out about it ever. It just might be there slurping up data. So I personally, I think I think the security kind of issue around Android is is regularly pretty overblown in that regard. But it's good to know about it. And it's important for people to know that that stuff like that happens. So so uh, my ever so slight Macintosh bias fanboys will uh, hit me upside the head if I don't mention the inability of lots of phones to to have their OS updated. Mm-hmm. That that's the other half of it, right? For sure, for sure. sure. I mean, 
Yeah, that's not to be discounted. I don't. Maybe that's overblown, but that is a big piece. I think. No, that's not overblown at all. As you know, as a a longtime Android fan, that's that's one of my biggest complaints about Android. It's I think it's a huge problem that Google needs to figure out some sort of solution for, and I'm not sure that it's very easy, if at all possible, to to figure out a solution that allows them to have their have their cake and then eat it too. You know what I mean? Um, It's it's such an open platform that it's really hard to to force these updates in, in a way that doesn't, you know, compromise other, other things, um, other choices that the OEMs have made on their devices. And, uh, and it's, the a big, it's a big issue. And, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a big issue. Yeah. So, um, it's definitely one of the focus things that I it. really appreciated about iOS. It's, and, and that wasn't even something that I got to enjoy. I, I mean, I updated one time on oh. Megan's phone where security update or where an update came through and I went through the update process. But in doing so, I realized, you know, like, w- what is it? 80, 90% of all, uh, iOS devices are going to get that update within, you know, like a day of it being released by Apple. And man, that would just be so awesome on Android. But I just don't think we're ever going to see it. Yeah. That's too bad. Uh, maybe maybe they can back into it eventually. Let's hope. Let's hope so. Yeah. So, uh, did you buy any iOS apps? Um, the I bought a couple, and I'm I'm blanking on on a few. I definitely bought two or three. One of them that I know I bought because um, I really wanted to play it was Super Mario Run. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Nintendo released Super Mario Run on on iOS and not on on Android initially. I think it comes out next month on Android. Um, so Megan's going to the stars and learning science, and you're playing Super Mario. Okay. Hey, you know, I well, I've I played I played in the stars too. That Star Chart VR um, app is oh. really cool. Um, so I'm, I'm a, yes, I, I will follow Megan into space as well. Um, <laughs> but no, hey, I like a good video game, and I enjoyed uh, Super Mario Run. So yeah, I was happy to get the opportunity to do that. You get to experience the App Store at least and see what it was like. Yeah. Yeah, search, you know, search is horrible, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, it was easy for me to find um, the few things that I looked for. I have a oh. feeling that search in the app store is one of those things that, like you were saying earlier, the longer you're on a platform, the more these things kind of stick out to you over time. And, yeah. you know, if I had really if I'd spent a couple of months constantly referring to the app store to look for this or that or going outside of the obvious big name app releases and going for something a little more obscure i'm sure i would realize that over time yeah it's kind of like a splinter under your skin after a while when you like the worst thing to me is when you know you've already bought an app and you go into your purchased apps there's no search there it's not alphabetical order and it's not exactly in the order that you installed it Mm-hmm. So it could, in other words, it's just hundreds and hundreds of things just scrolling and hoping you recognize the icon when you get there. No, that sounds actually very familiar. It's the same way in the Play Store. I think I think it alphabetizes it at the very least, but it's still so uh, time consuming to just grow, especially considering the amount of apps that we all install for our shows and use on a weekly yeah. basis. I mean, my list is gigantic. It's impossible for me to find anything there. Search would be nice. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's talk about hardware for a little bit. What did you think of the of the Pixel itself, Megan? Uh, I I felt like well, first of all, the uh, the fingerprint reader nice. oh. <laughs> it sucked. It was horrible. It was a piece of junk. Hey. <laughs> uh, the I'll start with the nice thing the um, the fingerprint sensor on the back. 
uh, that was hard to get used to just through muscle memory, but I think it makes a lot more sense than the fingerprint reader on the back. Cause it's the way that, I mean, on the front, uh, it's the way you pick up a phone and, uh, you know, it's just when it's sitting on a place, I guess, like if you pick it up from the table, then you have to actually pick it up, but it's always a little bit awkward. I feel like with the fingerprint sensor, on the front. So that I liked the feel of it. It just, and I don't know if this is just psychological, but the iPhone just felt a little sturdier to me. Um, Jason's pixel is blue. I always thought that I wanted a blue iPhone, but uh, it did have a, a little bit of a, um, a feel of like more of a toy than, you know, this serious black iPhone seven that I have. Um, so yeah, such I a guess- serious girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, the hardware itself, you know, the, there's just buttons are in different places. I mean, and again, that's just muscle memory. It's not right or wrong. It took a little bit of uh, getting used to, but uh, it didn't, the battery did not last as long, but the uh, fast, it has fast charge. So you could charge it up really quickly uh, to full charge, which was nice. So uh, back on the form factor, I did just get to play with Tom Merritt's last night. I think it's a Google Pixel. That's the one made by LG. Is that right? No, I mean, the Google Pixel, Google will say, is made by them, although there are, there are parts of it that were sourced by HTC underneath. But it's, it's a Google-branded phone. Okay. It must not have been a Pixel then. It, said, it actually said LG on the back of it. So I, I could have been hallucinating. Um, but I did, whatever phone it was, I did like the uh, fingerprint sensor on the back. It didn't seem unnatural at all like I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, the very first time I saw that, I, I, I was like, you know, yeah, why, why put anything on the back? That's so ridiculous. Only because I had never seen it before. But then, <laughs> I mean, it really only took a couple of times of, of using it. I, it's, it's like second nature to me now to just tap my finger on the back. It makes way more sense than having to hold, hold the phone in one hand and use the other hand to, to tap your finger there or... I guess you could use the same hand and the thumb, and sometimes that works too, but uh, it's just a natural flow. I like it. Yeah, so back to the battery life, Megan. Why would the battery life be bad? That doesn't seem logical. It's a high-end phone, right? Um, I wouldn't say it's bad, but uh, my iPhone 7, usually um, by the end of the day, I am plugging it in, and it's still over 50%. I would say... um, why it is bad, um, all kinds of reasons, the things that you have to do on Android that you don't have to do on iOS. Like I think running the Facebook app, nobody that I know on Android runs the Facebook app. They all, you know, it just sucks up the battery. And so they, you know, they go to the Facebook website on their phone if they do it at all. Oh, Um, really? Yeah. I think the way it manages battery, I think you have to tell it uh, things where it doesn't, you know, where I would, iOS, it just doesn't like apps just don't have access to the whole system. And part of that is so that the phone runs more efficiently. So if I had spent time, um, you know, I think I was wearing a Fitbit for a while and I was wearing um, some other smartwatches and that was sucking the battery uh, out of the phone as well. So I think that if I had gone in and done some battery management, uh, it would have been probably lasted longer. So I didn't do that. Lots of people want to do that. Um, and that's what they like about Android. But I just, you know, I always have a charger. It's just easier for me to charge it. So you uh, didn't make it through a full day then? No. Okay. Okay. Jason, Never. is that your experience with the Pixel yourself or do you manage it? 
Um, I don't really manage it. I can make it through a full day with my Pixel, absolutely. But I, but Megan's absolutely right. There are there is a certain amount of access that that developers can enjoy on uh, on Android that allows them to make their apps the most important thing on your phone. <laughs> and what is you know? And so there are you know many of them are doing this. And what does that mean? That means that they're constantly pinging the servers to keep it the most up to date, sending you notifications, all this kind of stuff. Depending on how they manage those apps, yeah, it can really uh, take a hit on your battery. A lot of the good apps have ways for you to go in and manage you know how those updates happen um to hopefully kind of better you know approach your uh, or better manage your battery like for example on my social you know media accounts usually on my phone i don't have them update auto update i just kind of go in and have them update on launch that that's also the the dual kind of benefit there is that i use those apps went on my terms and not on their terms. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's kind of like, I'm ready to use you now. I don't want to know every two seconds that somebody's adding me on Twitter. Um, so that's me. I realize that's my issue. Uh, <laughs> but but that helps with the battery, right? Because that then might it's also not help with your productivity. If you're not going, ooh, Facebook's got a badge on it. I got to go in and look. Dude, I mean, yes. Well, if you had to get rid of Facebook. Constantly. I'm distracted constantly by social media, so I'm trying to peel it back. So, you know, it, that's that's definitely part of it. I can get through a day for sure, but I noticed that battery life on, on the iOS, on the iPhone, was so much better. And, you know, and I mean, again, it goes back to the idea that, that Apple has, has limited the capability of developers and of apps to, you know, uh, abuse the battery uh, for their own gains. And as a result, you end up with a phone that, that lasts a lot longer. Um, but when it comes time to charge, I mean, th- this was the flip side, is that when I wanted to charge the iPhone, it, it charged way slower than I'm used to. I'm just yeah, used to right. a super fast charge. And for me on, on Android, that's that's a good trade-off. Like, if it only takes me 15 minutes to charge most of the battery, like, I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, that's, inter- that's interesting. Especially if you're pretty much usually near something, right? Yeah, totally. Near, near if you're, if you're at a... If you're at a conference, that's like the death knell for Android devices. When I go to a conference or a thing where I'm gone morning to night, I'm using my phone a lot to, to get from place to place. I mean, you got to have a, a backup battery um, or an external battery to charge from. And I imagine the iPhone probably handles that a lot better than Android devices do. It, 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 they work well. I, I, you know, I used to always have a Mophie to go with my phone, but since I got the 7 Plus and since it finished indexing itself, by the way, when you first get the 7 Plus, it hardly lasts at all. I was really disappointed. It was way less than my iPhone 6. But then mm-hmm. once it finished indexing everything, it settled down and now it's really good. Right, right. So, Megan, when you switched to Android, I sent you three iMessages telling you you were dead to me and you didn't write back. <laughs> I never got those. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> Explain what actually happens. I've heard there's a thing. Uh, well, first of all, if you do switch, uh, you have to deregister your phone number from iMessage, which I didn't know at first. So there were all kinds of messages. Uh, I'm sure you sent me a lot of nice messages too, congratulating (laughs) me on my switch, encouraging me. I wish you the best. I wish I had the nerve to do that. I didn't get those messages either. Um, (laughs) so you, you have to deregister And then what happens is everyone that you have been uh, messaging with uh, who are also on iPhones will get, when they try to send you a text message, they'll usually get an error that says uh, message was not sent. And they don't really get the error. It's just 
It just says message not sent. But when do we ever look back? We often don't. So it's just like, meet me in five minutes. And then, you know, where where are you? And in, unless you looked back and saw message not sent, and it would say send again as SMS. So it, it, it doesn't give you an alert, but it does give you like a tiny little note that said your message doesn't get sent. So lots of people I had to tell them that I didn't get their message. Um, some people figure it out and just sent it again uh, as SMS. The other big thing is you can't, like I had created a few different iMessage groups. Uh, lots of people, you can change the name of the group. You can send each other, you know, uh, balloons, hearts, all the things that all of us uh, iPhone users uh, can do together. And we leave people like Jason out and that makes them sad. You can do yeah. all, <laughs> you can do all those things, but then, once uh, you're not on iMessage, if you started a group, you're no longer a part of it. So, for example, my book club just carried on without me as if I never even mattered for a whole month. Um, I know. So you can create your own messages if, as long as you create them. And, you know, even you were you were trying to message the three of us, Allison, this morning about this. And I think there were some weird things, too, because once you include one of those people like Jason in the green bubble. Green bubbles. Oh. <laughs> Uh, it just doesn't work like it's supposed to. But of course, that is not Android is not to be blamed for that. That is uh, I put that I, in uh, Apple's camp, don't you? Yes. Yeah. They want to they want to keep everybody in their little gated community and not let any Android people in. It's it's um, yeah, it's OSist. <laughs> and you know, I, Apple Apple isn't the only one that's guilty of this type stuff. This type of stuff too. I mean, you get this a lot with social media networks that you know the most important thing to them is to is to make the experience, be it the iPhone, be it um, the the social media networks, to make it a sticky experience and to make sure that you understand that you know your choice to not use this service means that you almost sacrifice relationships in the process, and that becomes <laughs> kind of a lock in in and of itself. It's a very it's a very powerful currency right <laughs> right now in technology. I don't notice it that often because almost everybody I know uses an iPhone. So mm-hmm. I yeah, I've I've tailored my friendships to people with iPhones right. pretty much. <laughs> but I have to tell you, in, in general, I've tried to abandon iMessage as much as possible. I converted just about everybody I want to talk to every day to Telegram because the threads never get mixed up. They're always synced across all my devices. I can do it from the Mac, from the from the iPhone. I can do it from an iPad. I can do it, you know, from a web browser, and I can name it and I can put an icon on it, and I nothing ever goes wrong with it across mm-hmm. all platforms. Yeah, the only thing that goes wrong is people don't want to download it and use it. <laughs> yeah, and that's a big that's a big thing to go wrong. That's a challenge right there. You know what's been funny is with most people, I've said, okay, I want you to try this, and they'll say, why? I said, I don't know. I can't explain. It. It's just way better. And with one exception, everybody has gone, yeah, this is fantastic. The one exception is my friend Marianne, who lives in New Zealand. When she travels, it's associated with her phone number and her phone number changes. So she can't use it when she's on travel, when she's out of her country. So she's like the only person I talk to on messages. (laughs) Well, let's shift gears and talk about watches. Uh, Megan, did you get the opportunity to wear one of those beautiful Android Wear watches? <laughs> I did, Allison. Uh I got uh, uh Jason had an old like two year old Moto three sixty that was a men's watch that I got to wear. Um I hated it. Yeah. And uh 
first of all, because it's round, and I will say this until it becomes my catchphrase, uh, a round smartwatch is an abomination, and <laughs> anyone who doesn't believe that is wrong. Um, and, uh, but finally, I did get to wear... Uh, Florence Ion, who is one of the co-hosts of uh, Jason's show, Android, all about Android. Um, she let me wear, and I can now not remember what it was. Was it an LG watch? Do you remember no, it was the rose gold a, one? It was a, yes. a Asus Zen watch. Oh yeah, it was Asus the yeah. Two. Yes, the Asus Zen two, so, and it was uh, rectangular as it was supposed to be, um, and it was nice. I I really liked it. It didn't have a heart rate monitor. Uh, it didn't have any kind of payment system on it, like you know Apple. It doesn't didn't have Apple Pay. Obviously, it also didn't have Android Pay. What was um, it but- for then? <laughs> Sorry, Jason. No. <laughs> what? Uh, no no heart rate monitor. No, it was for notifications um, and, you know, steps, uh, <laughs> Google Fit. So this was uh, Android Wear. It, it ran Android Wear um, and the Android Wear 1.0. Android Wear 2.0 just came out. And there are a few features of that that are really interesting to me that I'm sad that I didn't get to try out, but that Jason has gotten to try out. But like little weird things uh, like GPS in... Well, it, it had has GPS, I think. Um, well, I guess it depends on the hardware, whether it has GPS or not. Yeah. But just things about, like, how you, you – it could tell when you're doing crunches or push-ups or things like that, oh. like weight, weight lifting. Like things – you know, the, even the Apple Watch is very um, – it tracks running, it tracks walking, it tracks biking, and, you know, the Series 2 tracks swimming, and it does all that fabulously well. But if you try to do any other exercise, it has no idea what you're doing. So – yeah, they are adding to it, but you're right. There's weightlifting's definitely not in there. They have that nice category other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like other though because it gives you lots of credit. Yeah, you can take like a a one mile an hour st- stroll around the neighborhood, and you're going to get like 400 calories. Yes, other is quite good. It can really <laughs> fool you into thinking that um, standing is exercise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, brushing my teeth burns a lot. It really mm-hmm. does. It's worth it. It does when you when you attach a twenty pound weight to your toothbrush. <laughs> exactly. So d- you're a big fitness person, though. Didn't that drive you not 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 getting credit all that time? It drove me absolutely bonkers. I barely survived the month. Um, that was the hardest part. Uh, and I also like I'm competitive, and I share my activity with Leo, Renee, Ritchie, uh, my dad. Uh, a couple people from work. I'm surprised, Allison, that we don't share activity. Yeah, why don't Maybe we? I don't know, but right we, yes. Okay, good. Um, and I like knowing about other down. people. <laughs> okay. Well, now that I know that you're always using other, uh, <laughs> I know your secret. But I, yeah, I missed it, and I just felt like everyone thought I was actually dead because I just showed oh. up a zero zero in the activity. Um, so yeah, I like, I like getting p- people's notifications and giving them little thumbs up and things you know what like that. Me is it's too nice though. I want, mm-hmm. I want the snarkiness that I used to enjoy with Fitbit. I mean, Fitbit was great. People go like slacker, you know, that kind of thing. And this is all like thumbs up. Yay. You rock. Allison, you go girl. It's like, uh, I don't need that. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll add my own comments then. <laughs> yeah. I expect to see things like what you got the flu. What's the matter with you today? You know, <laughs> I need the snark. Well, on the flip side, Jason, did you become an athlete overnight because of the Apple Watch? Well, um, I 
I already kind of have a, a pretty decent um, schedule on, on getting into the gym and stuff like that. I've never been too much of a, a track all of my quantified data, self. My, no, quantified self stuff. No, I find, I find it to be just too fiddly. Like I, I just want to get there and do my thing and be done. And when I'm quantifying myself, I spend half my time doing the thing and half my time looking at a little screen yet again, tapping things to make sure I get credit for it, which what, what is that credit good for? I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> I want to spend that credit. Give me the chance to spend it. Maybe I'll do it. Um, but, but I will say that my time with the Apple watch, yeah, it's definitely the, the best wearable that I've used. And I, that was definitely one of the bigger surprises, um, because I kind of, I, by the time, you know, we had done this switch, I had more or less kind of landed on the idea that wearables just didn't really excite me anymore. didn't really interest me anymore. I felt like they were kind of a solution to a problem that didn't exist. Maybe for notification triage, it's it's helpful to keep you from staring at your phone, but you're still staring at another screen. And I don't know, like it just kind of seemed like like I didn't need it in my life. But I was very, very happy with the Apple Watch. And I certainly missed it when I wasn't when I would leave the house without it. It was like, oh, man, I'm not wearing that watch. And I can't even tell you why. Like I wasn't <laughs> using it for tracking any you know extra data. I really was not using many apps on it. I didn't I didn't like, you know, launch or install any standalone apps on it. I pulled up that that uh, that array of of apps, that bubble list or whatever. And it's you know, horrible, kind, of, isn't it? kind of rolled my eyes at that a few times. That um, was really cute for the first couple of weeks going, ooh, yeah, I'm going to rearrange my icons and blah, blah, blah. I don't yeah, yeah, any yeah. of that. But I, mean, but I mean, the hardware on the Apple Watch, you can't deny. That's a really nice feeling, nice looking watch. I, I think more than anything, I was probably wearing it because I felt like it looked good. You know what I mean? Like it looked good on my wrist. It was a nice uh, accessory to what I was wearing. And also it told the time and every once in a while it told me that there were notifications. Um, <laughs> So that was a big surprise. I did not expect that. Okay. Okay. Did you try playing music off of it? No. Should I have? <laughs> uh, I don't listen to music, so I don't know. I hear the kids today. They do that sort of thing. I feel like, if, I mean, I, I can't judge it because I didn't do that, but I feel like that tiny little speaker probably Well, no, you work, can hook it up work. to your Bluetooth headphones, you goof. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you got to hold your arm up to your ear. Sense. Allison, that makes more sense. Uh, <laughs> no, well, and and Megan, you know, knows this about me. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Bluetooth headphones. So, oh. uh, so yeah. you know, I, I wouldn't. There was no, there was no headphone jack in the Apple Watch. What's up with that? If she really loved you, she would have loaned your AirPods, right? Well, I got yeah. them after. I got them after. Oh, Otherwise, okay. I would. I would have totally. Um, okay, your so. Cooties. Yeah. Uh, I think that um, what Jason meant to say was that he doesn't need intrinsic motivation to exercise. And so that was what I noticed about him. Yeah, he doesn't need he's not competitive. He doesn't need to other people to know that he's exercising and, and doesn't weird. need reminders. I know. Very weird. <laughs> doesn't need reminders to exercise. He just does it for some reason. Um, also, what he was trying to say about what he liked about the Apple Watch is he liked the idea that strangers thought he used an iPhone. <laughs> oh, is that is that the hidden message? Status symbol. <laughs> <laughs> it's very status oriented. I've noticed that. I, look, I've, I've, I've used a lot of Android Wear devices um, over the last couple of years. And 
you know, I've, I've gone through stages with them when, when they first came out, I was like, well, this is awesome. You know, the, the, I've, I've never been a watch wearer, but it's nice to not have to pull out my phone all the time. Notification triage is where it's at. And then at a certain point, I kind of got annoyed with about the fact that now I'm being buzzed on my wrist every time something happens. And so it kind of fell, fell away. I, I feel like when it comes to smartwatches and wearables, you know, there's a big component of that is fashion and style and how you feel wearing it. It's not like a, and, and you get that a little bit with a phone, but so often the phone is just tucked away in your pocket. So it's maybe less. So this is something that you're wearing. And yeah. most, most of the things, most of the watches that I've used on Android, I mean, there's better ones versus worse ones, but there's never been one that I've been like, that looks good on me. You know what I mean? And, and I felt like the Apple watch looked look good on me. It's just too bad. It doesn't work with Android. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I, I, the way I look at the fitness part of it is I, I want to eat and drink a lot. And the only way I can do that is if I exercise like an idiot. I'm doing, I don't know, 16, 18,000 steps a day. So if I look down at my watch and it says I've still got 200 calories to go, come on, doggy, let's go. Let's go for another walk. So I'm, I'm working out a couple times a day, but it's, yeah. all, it's all math. I know that if I don't do that, that's a glass of wine I can't have, you know, and forget that. I'm going to go for the walk. And I mean, I think that speaks very highly to the, the fact that what Apple has been able to do with the Apple Watch, you know, how big of a success has it been? We don't really have any numbers. Uh, so we don't know, you know, and I'm sure Apple would be would be shouting it from the rooftops if if, if it was a, a knockout success Billions. like the iPhone was initially. But I think the bit one of the big reasons why it's been as successful as it has compared to other wearables is that fitness aspect. I completely understand why the fitness and the quantified self stuff is important to a lot of people. That, that extra motivation, you know, could could be the driver that that gets people moving and without it you know they don't and so of course use it use it if that is the case i, I guess i just don't use my watch like that <laughs> <laughs> uh jason i did want to ask you you mentioned on one of the shows that you were pleased with the camera yeah oh i enjoyed the camera i've actually really missed the uh, portrait mode I've, oh so uh, this was a seven plus not a seven yeah it was oh a seven. okay and uh yeah i mean I will say most of the the pictures outside of the portrait mode, uh, very very much what I've come to expect. I, I feel like the camera on the, on the Pixel is pretty solid. Uh, the camera on the Galaxy S seven uh, was awesome. You know, the cam camera fidelity of of images and stuff like that has really closed the gap. There was there was a time not very long ago where Android was laughable in this regard, and I'm really happy to see that you know that gap is closed. Uh, for the most part, but that portrait mode was so awesome. I, like I, I look through my my photo roll, you know, in, in Google Photos, and I end up coming across the block of time with iPhone, and those pictures they just pop, you know, like when it's done well, and the fact that you see it live in real time through while you're looking allows you to kind of play with the the framing and get and get that kind of fade in the background just right. Um, without being too fiddly. I think that's another yeah. aspect of this. Yeah. Some, some Android devices allow you to do this sort of stuff, but it requires a lot more interaction. Here it's just like, point, it'll do its thing, looks great, take it, move on. And then you look at it afterwards and you're like, man, that is a solid photo. You so know what I, mean, I think is effective is that they, they give you the photo without the portrait effect. And you go, oh man, that doesn't look near as good. So you're always comparing it to what you would have gotten. 
Oh, is that what's happening? I, I could, okay, I did notice that that there were two images, and I was like, God, am I am I just like really fumbly when I'm taking these pictures? Like, <laughs> like I tap it one time and it didn't work, and then the next time it did, or what? Okay, so that makes sense. So they and give you the funny. unprocessed one. That's actually really smart because then uh, you can do whatever you want to the unprocessed image later. Yeah, well, go back and look at them, and then you'll be really sad you don't have it anymore because <laughs> you realize what those would have looked like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have any other hardware observations on the uh, Pixel? Uh, I didn't. No, I mean, I like I liked the camera just fine. I I have to say, I don't go back to my Google images in January and and think that the images are really that much different. I I feel like if anything, I probably took a fewer uh, fewer pictures just because I think I just wasn't as comfortable with the phone, and so I think. Um, I, I what I learned about that was that maybe uh, it's good to not like fetishize your phone as I sometimes do with my iPhone. Like it's just part of me. And so it was good uh, in, in that sense. So, yeah, that that was a plus. Oh, you're you're right on that. My hairdresser just got an iPhone 7 plus And I said, oh, man, what do you think of the portrait mode? And she goes, I haven't had a chance to try the the camera yet. I've only had it for four days. <laughs> what did you do with it? Make a call? <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> well, Jason, were you mocked or did you get any complaints from family or friends about switching to this other phone? Um, no. I mean, you know. Well, Flo must have. Well, okay. So there's there's family and friends that have nothing to do with technology. And then there's, you know, uh, friends that I that I work with regularly in the technology world. Definitely more on the latter. Like, I mean, you know, my family here at home, like, you know, I've got two little girls. They don't care. They just they didn't like mock you? has a screen. They didn't mock me, but they and, but they did enjoy Super Mario Run. And then when I switched back, uh, my oldest daughter asked to play that that Mario game. And I told her that she can't because it's on the other platform. She was a little bummed about that. <laughs> but um, but no, I, I mean, you know, in my in my personal life, it made very, very little you know notice from anybody, I would say. Um, but in the world of of android and technology and doing all about android and all that kind of stuff uh mocking was pretty much a way of life for that month <laughs> it was i just had to grin and bear it you know <laughs> now, megan, megan your children are much more of the mockery age uh how about you uh they yeah my um daughter thought like it, she wouldn't be seen with me anymore i don't know maybe it's just because she's 13 or maybe it was the iphone i i mean the android phone she was just like what is that when are you getting that back that's disgusting uh- <laughs> <laughs> see this is what you have to look forward to jason yeah oh, i know i know um my boys felt like they needed to explain it. Like when we were places and like I couldn't use <laughs> Apple Pay or something, they, they would say like, oh, my my mom's just switching phones for a month. Um, Don't it's worry. It's an experiment. It's not her fault. Don't worry. I know that you're super worried, clerk, but stand down. It's okay. Yeah. Excuse, everything's going to be okay. Um, and my friends were, yeah, my friends uh, in my regular life and family were just like, what, what is that? Why are you using that? Mostly about like the, the Android wear too. the watch. <laughs> they were just like, don't, why, what, what is that? You were um, brave. Megan, you were brave to, to wear that watch. So yeah, I think I was, um, but yeah, I did. People just don't know what it is and, um, they're uncomfortable with change so that, um, they were all glad when things went back to normal. Well, I got to ask you, Megan, did you have an emotional reaction, uh, either getting your phone back or giving the other one up? 
Um, there was nothing about the Pixel phone that I felt sad to leave. Um, no, no. You know, okay, actually, there was one thing. that My favorite app that I used, and I, I'm sure that this exists on iOS, and maybe you uh, know about it, but it was uh, Android Auto, which is the app that, um, as you know, Android Auto is like CarPlay, but, but it, there's also a standalone app uh, where you can, you, once you install it, Every time my phone connected to Bluetooth in my car, it became my my phone itself became like a screen that encouraged you not to text or check Facebook or Twitter oh, or anything while you're driving. So I and I'm I don't text while I'm driving, but I am horrible about stoplights and it's a habit that I'm trying to break. And that was just like a little reminder every time. Like icons are really big. It shows you immediately your music app or your podcast app. And you don't have to do like a bunch of scrolling through the podcast app or anything like that. It just shows it really big and it warns you. And if you even if you do too much scrolling through your podcast app, it'll say it'll warn you to stop. And as far as oh, I know, Apple, neat. it was very good. and I loved it. And it wasn't something I had to turn it on. It automatically turned on when it connected to Bluetooth, which it does automatically. And I love that. And I missed that. And I'm looking for something on iOS that is similar to that, yeah. that is seamless just a seamless helper to you know break that bad habit of checking uh at stoplights checking my so phone if you put on bluetooth headphones does it go into car into carplay or whatever it's called nope it just knew that it was connecting to my car oh that's even more interesting mm-hmm. huh that is pretty yep. cool how did you mm-hmm. feel when your baby came back in your hands wonderful alive again <laughs> When I said you were dead to me, you were dead to don't, you. Don't overstate it uh, at all, Megan. <laughs> okay, Jason. That's how was, you really feel. What was your emotional reaction <laughs> handing it back and getting uh, your baby back? Getting back to my pixel. I mean, it, it was comfort um, because it's what I've been used to. It's also very hard to do our, you know, like do all about Android and Android App Arena, which are the two Android shows that I do for Twit. It's very hard to kind of do those but be living my life on a different platform it's like it's like changing a mindset you know at the snap of a finger so way less complicated to just be back on the android side of things comfort more than anything i didn't really have too much of an emotional response outside of that i would say um you know this is something that i that i really have personally i've really wanted to do for quite a while because i think you know, I think it's I think it's important to have an an informed opinion about something instead of just always kind of reading about something and forming your opinion about that. If it's possible, you know, check it out for yourself. You'll probably surprise yourself um, along the way. So I was very curious to to get my hands on iOS and actually after you know eight or ten years or however long it's been of hearing about it understand what the difference is in my daily life using it versus what I'm very used to. So I was my final wrap up question you might have just answered was, do you feel like better humans now that you've walked a mile in each other's shoes and you <laughs> understand each other? Or do you feel better armed to mock the other's platform? <laughs> I personally feel like I've learned a lot of empathy for the poor people on Android. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, uh, I I do feel like I understand it a little better, and uh, that was good. I I do feel like I 
I feel like it's good to stretch yourself a little bit. Um, you know, that might be a bit of a exaggeration, but just ha- kind of keeping your brain like, oh, you could do this and keeping open to all the things that you can do in another operating system that you can't do. And I mean, most of all, I think I learned that they're more similar really. I mean, in the end, and you know, I'm a pretty, I think Jason and I are both are pretty flexible people. And so it was, it was fun. No, I was just going to say, I, I completely agree with that. You know, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty malleable when it comes to this kind of stuff. We, we have, we have the platform that we're used to. And I think this, you know, this is also true for many people. I, I imagine with, you know, their computing platform, their like desktop computing platform, I'm windows, I'm PC, whatever. And the thought of like, moving over into a different direction is so overwhelming. But, you know, when it really boils down to it, like we use our phone for a certain number of things. No doubt it's become really important to our our modern lives. But there's, you know, there's a limited list of things we actually use our devices for on a daily basis. And it turns out both platforms totally do those things. If they didn't satisfy that list, then there would be a big, you know, a big uh, gap on either side. Um, they they do them. They just do them a little bit differently. And in some ways they don't really do them very differently at all. It's just, it's just like this, this hesitation or fear of, of trying something that, uh, you know, that you're just not used to. And, uh, I don't know. I I feel like after, after the experience, I realized like it's pretty, pretty easy to adapt. It doesn't take very long to adapt, you know, nothing to be intimidated by. I do like the fact that this entire discussion has been about switching phones and none of us have talked about phone calls. Or using it as a phone, because that's just like, who even cares, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Hardly make any phone calls on my device anymore. Exactly. Well, thank you, guys. This has been really, really fun. As much fun as I'd hoped, if not more. Uh, Jason, if people want to find you, how would they find you? Uh, yeah, thanks for inviting us on. This was a lot of fun to, to talk about this stuff. Um Yeah, well, you know, obviously, Megan and I do Tech News Today, twit.tv slash TNT. Uh, I also do all about Android and Android App Arena for Twit. And then, um, so if you go to twit.tv, you can find all that stuff. And then I'm on Twitter, at Jason Howell. Pretty easy to to remember. So hit me up there. And if you can smell <laughs> Megan Maroney. Megan, how do the people find you? <laughs> yes, Twitter uh, and um, at Twit. Uh, I host iOS Today as well as Tech News Today. And you can find me at MeganMaroney.com, which I just built over the weekend. And I'm trying to do more of my own writing, um, just essay, longer pieces, things that uh, we get to talk about on uh, Tech News Today in a short period of time and that I try to sometimes um on the fly explain, but what I've learned is better to really think and try to write it out. So I'm doing that at MeganMaroney.com so you can find that out if you want to read more. Very, very cool. All right, guys, thank you so much for coming. Absolutely. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. We are now supported by Patreon. So if you go over to podfeet.com slash Patreon, you can pledge your support to the show in weekly installments. If you don't have money to spare, I understand that. And it would be great if you used our Amazon affiliate links when you buy things on Amazon anyway, and a little bit of money goes to help the show. I love feedback, so please send me email at allison at podfeed.com, and you can join in our Facebook group over at podfeed.com slash Facebook, and our community at podfeed.com slash Google+. Thanks for listening, and stay subscribed.